Uh, first Peter chapter two, verse 23. Y'all may want to, y'all probably going to leave the church after this, after this. (laughs) <laughs> after this lesson it's a tough one because it's easy for me to preach at somebody else but then when you got to preach at yourself and it's you who got to get, get cleaned up it's a totally different story all right watch this first peter chapter 2 verse 23 all right here, here we go l'oreal uh uh this is this is niv it says when they hurled their insults at him talking about jesus when they hurled their insults at him he did not retaliate all right it says when he suffered he made no threats all right. So it says when they hurled their insults at him, talking about Jesus, Crystal said he did not retaliate. Then it says when he suffered, he made no threats. Then it says instead he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. All right. So he's saying when they insulted Jesus, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, that he made no threats. He, I'm not coming back for. I no, didn't make any revengeful uh, threats. So instead of doing any of that stuff. It said that he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. And today, uh, Brian, we're talking with the the subject today is, is that's not fair. All right. That's not fair. That's what we're talking about today. Now, here's the the thing. This is something we all know and that we accept hard pill to swallow Montana, but we get it, Andre. Watch this. That life. Watch. I see you, Brian, already preaching. Watch this. That life is full of challenges. We understand that life is full of adversity. Everything's not going to go your way. There won't always be blue skies and sunshine. You're going to face things that are going to test you. We all know that. We understand that. We're grownups. We get it. We've accepted it. We know it. That's right. That's why I see it. Watch it. And we know, okay, this is what, this is just a part of life. Like, like things are going to be challenging. Things are going to be hard. Every day is not going to be easy. Even for those who are believers, like stuff's just not going to be easy all the time. Right now. Now we've accepted that. And we understand it, right? We're going to have adversity, Tanya. Now, but watch this. However, it's another thing to understand and accept that I will face adversity. And at times at life, in life, the adversity, Jason, that I face, the things that I go through, Carla, Carla, is unfair. Okay? It is unfair. You look at some of the stuff you go through, Charmaine, Val, Nisi, you look at something and you're like, why do I have to go through this? Why is it, why is it me? If, I don't know if you've ever said that before. Like, why, why is it that this is what I have to go through? This person hasn't gone through this. This person isn't tasked with this. This person isn't burdened down by that. But for whatever reason, it seems like I'm the one that has to go through this. And it does not seem fair to me, Natalie, that I have to do this. And so it's one thing to understand that I'm going to face adversity because you can face tough times, but everybody faces t- tough times. But every now and again, I see you, Montana, but every now and again, we look at some of the things we have to go through, Karen, and we say to ourselves, I'm going through what seems to be a little bit more than what somebody, than what other people usually kind of go through with this. What I am facing right now is I'm a nice person. I try to do right by everybody. I ain't messing with nobody. Usually I'm minding my own business. And and for whatever reason, I have not only had this misfortune or this, since I have a string of things that have happened to me and it does not seem like it's fair because we believe that all things should what? Be even. All things should what? Be equal. That there should be some fairness. There should be some evenness to the things that I go through. I see you, Natalie. And that and, and sometimes we look at some of the stuff we go through and we're like, I'm, I'm looking at this adversity and I'm looking at this challenge. I'm looking at what was done to me. And the truth of the matter is when I look at it, it is not fair. And it's one thing to say, I know I'm going to face challenges. It's another thing to say that I know the adversity, the adversity that I'm facing right now in this moment is not fair. And then we have to learn, all right, well, then how do I deal with life when life becomes unfair? 
because there's several things we can do, Tyrell. Watch this. Watch this, Tanya. So when when life becomes, we're faced with decisions at that point because there are things that when when stuff gets up, you you hear when they you know life is you know uh, like if life you know is it, uh, it starts to get dirty or someone someone plays dirty or they're fighting dirty, we think that that gives us permission. Okay, well since there are no rules, right? Since there are no rules and things are unfair, I can now I can now operate a little bit outside the guidelines. But that is not the case for us as believers. That watch this. That when life gets unfair or a challenge gets unfair, Tracy, y'all not gonna like this. Watch this. Watch this, Mike. Just because it's unfair, it does not give me the right to also be unfair. Hmm. I see you, L'Oreal. I, I yeah 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 yeah. Watch this, Brian. Just because it's unfair does not give me the right to what? To be unfair. All right? So just because, just be, look, just I'm about to preach to myself. This ain't even about y'all. Just because I'm facing an unfair thing at work, getting overlooked, uh, uh, being passed by, not being noticed, not being rewarded, just because that happens to me at work doesn't mean that now I get to use sick leave when I'm not sick. I'm not preaching to y'all. That's me. I do that. Okay. Watch, and I didn't even talk about, oh, I was, I did that five years ago. I did that last week. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm just going to call out sick for two days. I'm going to go play golf. I didn't even go play golf. I'm going to go on a whole golf trip. Gone for two days, playing golf. I'm sick. Can't come in. Oh, I'm sick. Why, well, what, what does it matter? They, they treat me this way. They do this. I'm, y'all know I'm honest. I'm preaching. I'm, I'm a Bible teacher. I ain't perfect. And so I don't mind using myself as, as an example, but but that but just because it's unfair does not give me the right to do that. That's me operating outside of my value system. But just because it's unfair does <laughs> Natalie. Just because it's a just because it's unfair doesn't give me the right to do that. Watch this. Watch this. Just because it's unfair does not give me the right to give up and to quit. does not give me the right to what? To give up and to quit. Just because something's unfair does not give me the right to do things the wrong way. I don't want you to fight anybody, Montana. It's okay. We're going to get to who's fighting later. <laughs> Watch this. Just because it's, that's right, L'Oreal. Watch this. Just because I don't, I don't have, just because unfair, I don't have the right to be unfair back. I don't have the right to quit. I don't have the right to do things the wrong way just because it's not being that things aren't right being done right to me. Watch this. I don't have the right to what? Cut corners. I don't have the right to do any of that stuff just because I'm being treated unfairly. But we're given an example of what to do when we're treated unfairly. And y'all already know that ultimate example is Jesus. Now watch this. First Peter, before we get to that, that scripture we, we referred to earlier, watch first Peter chapter two, verse 19 through 21. Watch. It says, for it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. Y'all don't want to write that scripture down. We don't want to memorize that one. Watch this. He says, it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it, this is commendable before God. Watch this. It says, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. That Christ, watch this, 
suffered for us and left us an example that we should follow. And what was that example? It was the next verse. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. Yeah, that's going to be hard for Montana. Watch this. (laughs) When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he did what? Entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Watch this, uh, Val. Entrust. Entrust means to put something or to place something into someone's care or protection. All right? Daily learning to do what? To, To put ourselves to put our issues, to put those things that come against us, the challenges, the adversity. Put When you place something somewhere or put something somewhere, that is an action. Listen, these things that we go through aren't going to automatically go. Now, God can deal with them. We have to to, uh, uh, intentionally place these things into God's hand. That's right. Need to as a reminder of your purpose. That's right, Brian, watch this. To place something into into someone's care or into someone's protection. Watch this. To assign responsibility to someone to perform an action, to take that adversity, to take what is happening to you and say, "It it is not my assignment, watch this, to be responsible to perform action on this. It is assigned to God. It is God's assigned responsibility to perform action when it comes to this. Because here's the thing, we and Brian spoke on this with purpose. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a teaching where we're gonna talk about understanding the difference between God's provision in your life and God's purpose in your life. Sometimes God puts you in a place because He is providing for you. Sometimes look for some people, your job and your purpose line up. And so you're working right in a purpose that's right for you. And all, but for some people, God has placed you in a job where it's literally just for provision. And we confuse that with purpose, that God has placed you somewhere so your needs could be met, so money could come in, so you could pay your rent, so you can give to people who need it, and you can be an access of blessing. And it's, But it's not your purpose. And so many times we confuse the two where God's place of provision, not a place of purpose. And, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk about that later. I'm gonna get I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that later, but I don't I don't want to do that right now. But what we're talking about is is that I need to learn. Watch this. I see you, Montana. Watch this. Learn to place that challenge. Place that adversity in the care and the protection of God. Watch this, because it is his responsibility to perform in that thing. Not mine, not mine. But see, we're so used to performing and retaliating and getting back and, not, and well, that's how y'all going to treat me that I'm going to do. We're so used to us having to react to everything. I see you, Manny. We're so used to us having to be the one to react us having to be the one to say something. Y'all don't have to raise your hands, but if you want to or you want to type amen, go ahead and say it. Watch this. How many of us are used to just having to at least say something? I may not do nothing, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to say something. You can go ahead and raise your hand and say amen. Like, look, 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 you not, what you're not going to do is take advantage of me because I, I may not do nothing to you, but I am going to say something. You're going to know exactly because we so used to us having to, we want to take it into our own hands. And so we're like, look, that whole be quiet thing, not my thing. Not my thing. I'm going to say something. <laughs> and watch this. Watch this, Natalie. And you're lucky if all I do is say something. Right? That's how we're, we're, we're used to assigning responsibility to ourselves. That's right, bro. I say it, but I do say it respectfully. 
Right. And then because then because that's what we do, Brian, we'll say, well, I'll say it, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to season my speech with salt. I'm going to say it with love. And we put all this stuff around it when really our intention is to react and respond to what somebody's saying to us. Because what you're not going to do is say what you want to say to me or do what you want and get away with it. That's what we're afraid of. We're going to talk about that fear in a second. So watch this. So watch this. We So we're talking about I need to learn how to put this uh, into God's care, into God's protection, because it is his responsibility to perform an action on this, not mine. Watch this. So I'll put it into God's. This is why this is why we know this. Watch this. Romans 12, 19. Here we go. Let's get some Bible in here. So when we do feel like saying something, let's start. Let's start repeating the Bible. OK, when you do want to speak about it, speak Bible at it. Watch this. Romans 9, 12, 19 says, do not take revenge, my dear friends. Watch this. But leave room for God's wrath. Some of us do so much and we leave no room for God to do anything about our situation. Watch it. it says, but leave room for God's wrath. It says, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. That it is, watch this. Can I accept the fact that it is not on me to avenge? It is not on me to repay. That watch this. That it is God who will who will repay this. Romans twelve nineteen. I see you, Tracy. Tanya. It says, "Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For what is written, it is mine to to avenge, and I will repay." Says the Lord. Watch this. Exodus fourteen fourteen. Exodus fourteen fourteen. Here's what here's what it says. When the when God was talking to Israel, he says, watch this, it says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. So look, when you want to say something, say these things to yourself. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And listen, and for some of us, that is, that is, how, you don't need to do anything. God is going to fight for you. And God will fight this battle better than you could ever fight it. It says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Some of us, man, we get offended. Now, this is talking about like the battle and stuff like that. Like you don't have to fight that war. Sometimes, sometimes, watch this. We get offended. That that scripture about only need be still. We can't even sit still. Somebody say something else. We we start start you know moving around and getting off because we just got it's in us. We got to get it out. We can't even we can't even sit still like in the literal form. But it's saying the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Do you trust the Lord fighting for you? That's why, Lord, look, quiet because they always return and need. <laughs> that's true. That's true. People will do something from you. And the next thing you know, they come right back. <laughs> they come right back. They're the ones who need something. That's right. That's right. The flesh going crazy, Tracy. You want to say something. Can't. It's bubbling up inside. You start start moving back and forth like this. Your leg starts moving off all fast and, and you're tapping. You tap. That's right. Man. That's right, Jason. And we start tapping our, our, our foot, start rubbing our face like, oh, goodness. Oh my goodness. Because we're going crazy inside because we don't even know how to sit still when being offended. Because our natural reaction is before you even get the full offense out, I'm letting you have it. Exodus 14, 14. If you got to say something, that's what we do. I see you see here. That is the question. Do I trust the Lord to fight for me? The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. All right. First Peter. Here we go. Watch this. First Peter 5, 7. These are the, these are things that we need to say when we want when we want to come back. Watch this. First Peter five seven says, "Cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Put that in His care and in His protection." 
All right. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I got more scriptures. Here we go. I know this is church. And so I'm going to do scriptures. Watch this. Psalm 138, verse eight. This is one of my favorites. Psalm 138, verse eight says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. That's all you got to say. Ain't that a, that's a cold response right there. Watch this. And in that, that word perfect. So uh, perfect. Um, uh, there are different translations, like in the New Testament, that word uh, like perfect or perfect means mature or bring to maturity. But in this in- instance, it means vindicate or accomplish. So so the Lord will accomplish that which concerns me. The Lord will vindicate, Val, that which concerns me. I don't need to say anything. That's Now, that's a strong co- something that they treat you unfairly. You say to yourself, it is the Lord who will perfect that which concerns me. Not even worried about what you got to say. Not worried about what you're going to try to do. Because it is what? Because what? Because it is the Lord that will vindicate that which concerns me. It is the Lord that will accomplish that which concerns me. That's right, Laurie. It does work. You, you say these things. Watch this. So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord. We know these things. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will what? And he will direct your path. That offense comes, you say, let me acknowledge the Lord. Uh, let me go through my verses. God will direct my path. It is he who what? will perfect those things which concerns me. And what happens is we face these hindrances to doing this because it goes against our flesh. We know that we've got a war inside, that we've got the spirit man that wants the, and we want to follow the spirit. And then we've got the flesh that's working against the spirit. And we have these battles inside of us. And here's what the flesh and here's what the and here's what the, the enemy will have us afraid of. You're right, Brian, Brian, that is the godly mindset. Romans says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But if I want to see death at work, if I want to see death in my family regarding relationships in my family, if I want to see death with my marriage and with Manny, then what I need to do is to address all those things with a carnal mind. If I go to work and I operate in a carnal mind, or I come home and I started dealing with Sierra in a carnal mind, or I start dealing with friends in a carnal mind, or any business operation with a carnal mind, I am going to see death because to be carnally minded is death. It only leads to death. But it says to be spiritually minded leads to what, Natalie? Life and peace. And so when you go into those meetings and you go into this stuff at work or you deal with the stuff at, at home with family, Tanya or Denise, you got to then I need to understand that the only way that the result of this is going to lead to life and peace, Andre at Charmaine, is if I deal with it from a spiritual mindset, because if I deal with it carnally, watch this, because but if I deal with it carnally, I know where this is ending. It's ending in death. And so, so and look, see, and I was talking the other day, you know, it was a couple interactions with somebody and I was and, and I had to be honest with my intentions. I like my intention, although although the deed that I want to do here is good. My intention is kind of to get back at this person, but I'm trying to get back at them with good. My intentions were bad. And I said and, and, and I had to think that that leads to death. That's being carly minded. And even though like like I'm telling you, sometimes you want to get revenge. I want to revenge so bad that I was willing to do something good just because I thought it would make them feel bad that I did something good for them because of how they treated me before. Yeah. I'm telling you, Oh, look, I can get, I can get, I can get, I can get, you know, dirty with it. Like I, I, I'm, I, I'm still growing too. I'm a Bible teacher, but I, I but I ain't perfect. And so I, I see you Natalie. So it's like, you know what, I'm going to do this for them. I'm going to do that good. And the reason I'm doing it is because it's going to make them feel bad because of how they treated me before, but I'm going to do them good. And it's, and it's like, wait a minute, my intention is wrong. I should just, if I'm going to do good, I need to do good for them and not because I'm trying to get trying to get back at them. I still did good 
and I am still dealing with my intention. I think I think I, I worked it out, but I don't I don't really know for sure. Um, but anyway, uh, and so and so we're afraid because to be carnally minded is death, and we're so used to dealing with things. And carnally minded just means um dealing with things according to our natural mind to our flesh. And so when we deal with things that way, it's always going to lead to death. But to be spiritually minded, to deal with things according to the spirit will always lead to what? Will always lead to life and peace. But we're afraid of certain things. We're afraid of what? You're trying to get over on me. You're trying to take advantage of me. Man, let me tell you something. Does it, there are very few things that will, that, that, will, that will pull that pride out of you than thinking that somebody's trying to, get up, trying to get over on you or that somebody's trying to take advantage of you. That's right, Brian. I don't always have to get the last word. What? What? We don't want somebody thinking that we're some sort of chump or some sort of punk. And I'm using I'm using uh, less colorful language than we would like to use to end that sentence, to end that sentence. We don't want nobody thinking that we're a chump. Like you ain't gonna be able to do that to say that to me and think you get away with it. Nah, I ain't. I don't know who, what who, what you think I am, but I ain't that. Uh, 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 and so we're afraid of that, and so we want to react to it. I know that and Montana ain't lying either. Hey, no punk in Montana. Watch this. Essentially, essentially, we're afraid that we're going to get the short end of the stick and that we're going to lose, right? And that even if I ain't going to hurt you or get revenge, I'm at least going to say something to you, let you know you ain't dealing with no chump here. Again, using less colorful language than we would like to end that sentence with. <laughs> but that's but we want to let people know because we're afraid of that. And so, and so, and so feeling like someone took advantage of us or, you know, with some sort of, you know, doormat that people just walking, walking all over, you know, we don't, we don't want that feeling. And so that, that stops us from dealing with things. And I know that's right. Charmaine. Yes. Charmaine too. That's one thing about, you know, you deal with impact. You got Montana Charmaine here. You you got Tanya and Tracy. You ain't dealing with no chumps. Not here. Uh -uh, That ain't, that ain't ain't the way it is. That's why I got you L'Oreal. Watch this. And so we're afraid because we don't want to deal with things in that way. Because we don't want people taking advantage of us or thinking that thinking that they did. Because because it's like, but before before I came at the fighting saints, that's right now. Before watch this. Before I came to Jesus, y'all knew I wasn't. No, you know. And so we dealt with it the way we wanted to deal with it. Now that now now that I'm allowing the spirit to lead, I can't allow the flesh to lead. Now watch this. So then the question is, what do we do? Now this is when everybody's going to decide to leave Impact, and that's fine. Watch this. So what do we do? This is when everybody's going to leave the church. Here's what we do. Let's go. Let's go to Matthew 4, 45, Matthew 4, 44 and 45. All right. I'm in NIV, Matthew 5, 44 through 45. This is when this is this is why we will have nobody feeding the homeless next weekend and nobody want to going to get on, you know, the, the call next you know, the next two weeks for church. Everybody's going to leave. It says it says, but I tell you, love your enemies. OK. Yeah, still OK. It says love your enemies. Watch this vow. And pray for those who persecute you. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're taking advantage of me. Pray for them. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they but they treat me like an enemy. Love them. It says, but I tell you, here we go, Val. It says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Watch this. That you may be children of your father in heaven. Whoa. <laughs> love your enemies pray for the ones who persecute you so that you can be just like god so that you can be uh children of your father in heaven watch this he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good 
and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Here it is, Romans 12, 20. We've been in Romans 12 for a while. Watch this, Romans 12, 20. It says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, not literal burning coals, obviously, no. Uh, but if your enemy is hungry, feed them. If your enemy is thirsty, give them something to drink. That's what we do. We show love to people who hate us, treat us bad. We pray for people who persecute us. That's what we do. And here's the thing. And not even praying, God, strike them down dead. Make them never have it. No, 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 no. No, that's not what we pray. We don't pray ill on, on anybody. Pray that God blesses the people who persecutes us. Changes their heart. <laughs> Montana said, just give them bread and water. You better feed them that uh, that shrimp pasta stuff that you and, and Andre be making. Andre be making all that lobster and stuff. Andre better make that lobster for his enemies. Watch this. More. What do we do? Watch this. Y'all know this. The golden rule, Matthew 7, 2. People, watch this. People who aren't even like believers or Christians or believe the Bible all know do unto others you would have them do unto you. Like there are people who are Christians that didn't even know that that was Matthew 7, 2 because we all know the concept of the golden rule to do unto others as you would have them do it. So we love our enemies. We pray for people who persecute us, right? And we do to everybody the way we would have them do unto us. But listen to what Jesus says, because so many people, especially in religion, I'm telling y'all, we do this so much. We get so caught up in this law and this prophet and this and the way this ties into that. And this, everybody wants deep, 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 deep. Jesus, who I don't care, I don't care who, I don't care who it is. Jesus could go deeper in the scriptures and in the prophecies and the foreshadow. Jesus didn't even need foreshadows to understand. He knew it because he is God. So he doesn't need all the deep stuff that we that we claim. If you got Jesus, you got, no, no, all the deep stuff, Jesus says, Here, here's what you do. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Then he says, for this sums up the law and the prophets. That if you just do to somebody else the way you would have them do to you, then you get it. You don't have to deep dive into this and foreshadow that and tie Jeremiah into first Kings and then how Daniel and Revelation. You don't have to do all that. He says, and this is Jesus who can go deep. But he, what, what did Jesus oftentimes do? He made the complex very simple. That's right, Montana already typed very simple. See, look, Jesus made the complex very simple. He says, do unto others as you would have them do to you. And this sums up the law and the prophets, period. See, what we want to do, we want to do unto others the way they did unto us. But that ain't, but that ain't Bible. But that ain't Bible. I can't do to you the way you did me. Because Jesus, my example, my Lord, my Savior, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of me leads me to do to you the way I want you to do to me, not the way you do to me. Ultimately, it comes down to that end. I, I see you, Brian, that end, Romans 12, 21, uh, where uh, the writer of, of uh, uh, Romans 12 ends that whole kind of thing with just this, says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The way the way somebody really, really gets over on you, uh, Crystal, is when is when Crystal, who is led by the spirit, forsakes all that and deals with somebody according to the flesh because they cause when she becomes overcome with evil. It says, don't 
Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. They really get over you, get over on you, Carla and Mike and Gina and and Nisi, Tyrell. They get over on you when you start acting outside of your value system. That's when you've lost. Not when you don't say nothing. Not when you pray for them. Not when you show them love, even though they show you hate. Not when you treat them fairly, even though they treat you unfairly. That's not when they won. That's not when they won. They've won or you lost when you start being unfair to them because they're unfair to you. When I, when I went on my golf trip and said, <laughs> I'm, I'm sick, and said I was sick two weeks ago, I lost. It doesn't matter if they treat me unfair or not or whatever. It's like, well, if they don't care, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to call out sick. No, no, no. I lost. Period. I lost that one. I cannot treat them unfairly simply because they treat me unfairly. Right? What the scripture say? Scripture says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We cannot let evil overcome us. Because that's how evil wins. When evil, when evil can turn a good, make a good person do bad, that's when evil's won. Evil people are going to do evil things. That's not the win. It's when they can make Andre now do evil because evil was done to him. 